0: And with that, let's turn our attention to NASCAR. We welcome in Jeff Owens for our NASCAR segment. Can't wait to hear DW you say boogity, 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 boogity. Let's go racing, boys. In Atlanta, after Daytona last week, uh, last weekend, welcome in Jeff Owens in the fast lane. Once again here on Sports Talk. Good evening, sir. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Phil. Uh Ready for
0: another uh big weekend of racing this weekend. Did you get everything out of the 500 that you wanted? <laughs>
1: Uh Yeah, after waiting for a day, I would say so. Yeah, I thought it was a good race. Um, you know, uh, it was amazing to me. Uh, you know, you asked me before the race, are we going to see some of that single-file racing where they just ride around for a while? And uh, we saw that except for it was double-wide racing. And, and that really surprised me that uh, they ran that many laps double-wide and just couldn't get apart from each other. But I I thought it was, you know, I thought that was great, and then I thought the end came down to just what we expected, you know. And and it was kind of unfortunate because you had a lot of heavy hitters and and your top stars up there at the front battling for the win, and then then somebody makes a bad move, and all of a sudden it wipes out half the field. And Hmm. uh, we've seen it time and time again down there. And then that, you know, what was interesting is that the two guys that caused the big wreck, uh, William Byron and uh, Alex Bowman wind up finishing first and second, with Byron winning the race. But um, yeah, I thought it was exciting. Uh, you know, had a lot of action, a lot of drama, and then uh, exactly what we expected at the end—a uh, big wreck and a wild uh, race to the finish. And uh, so, but I thought it was a pretty good Daytona 500.
0: And you know, I mean, you got the best drivers in the world. We've said this before—you got the best drivers in the world. But running that fast, that close together, there's nothing that they can do to prevent that from happening. Yeah,
1: no, you're absolutely right. And and it's hard to place blame on anybody, uh, on any of the wrecks we saw this weekend, because you're right, that, that sort of racing, that, that tight packs, bumper-to-bumper, door-to-door, you can't run 500 miles without somebody slipping up. And uh, you either ride around and don't do anything, or you try to make a move, and uh, and then something happens. But that's the, it's the nature of the racing. Really no one's fault, and you know it's going to happen. You just try to hope you're not the guy that's in it. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen again this
0: weekend. We've got another
1: restrictor plate this weekend, and uh,
0: we're going to see some other more big wrecks, I believe. Yeah, I tell you, we'll talk about Atlanta in just a moment. I do love the racing in Atlanta. So, uh, William Byron, Alex Bowman, there are your Chevys, Christopher Bell, in the Toyota, and Corey LaJoy in a Chevy, then Bubba Wallace in a Toyota, and then A.J. Allmendinger in a Chevy. My point is, you know, where the Fords and where the Chevys come from? Because I can remember talking to you on Friday, and we had talked about practice, and it was Toyota, 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 and the Chevys yeah. weren't anywhere to be seen. So, we obviously, we knew the Chevys were going to be a factor. Yeah, yeah, you knew those Hendrick cars would get up there, and we saw that in qualifying races. They came to the
1: front, uh, and your Fords were there. Uh, they just all got taken out in the big wreck. I mean, uh, you know, Logano had a, ch- a great chance to win that race and was probably going to win it, and he had Keselowski right there on his bumper. Uh, Ryan Blaney was in the mix. So you had your Fords up there. Uh, unfortunately, most of those guys got taken out, and then toward the end, you know, we saw some of your Toyotas get in it, too. You know, Denny Hamlin, I, I thought, had a great shot to win that race, and he got taken out. So, you know, when it comes down to that, it, it's almost more of a matter of survival uh, than it is, you know, what manufacturer or even what team you're on. And uh, it's it's whoever's going to be able to dodge those wrecks and be there to the end, and, uh, and that's kind of what we saw. Do
0: you think the fans, I mean, oftentimes at t- at Talladega and Daytona because of the nature of the racing. Some um, – not one of the big dogs will win because they're just hanging around. There's the big wreck, and they slide up in there, and they and they get the W. Uh, a lower finance team or a not-so-famous name, not the case here. You had the, you know, the Primo team with one of the Primo drivers winning it. Don't you think, you know, if you were to peel back the onion of the fan, that's that's what they want to see? They want to see those top dogs running and winning at places like Daytona and Darlington and Talladega? Yeah,
1: I do. I do. I, I think they want to see their favorite driver win. I want to, I think they want to see the Stars win. And we had that. I mean, you had all the heavy hitters, uh, including Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin and all those guys battling for the win up there with about 20 laps to go until we had the big wreck. I, I think the upsets are are fine, and it's a good, you know, feel-good story. But, yeah, I think the vast majority of fans, they want to see their guy win, and they want to see the stars. You want to see the biggest names in the sport. And I know we got some young guys coming along that's sort of breaking that up right now. And you got a lot of guys that are stepping forward, and we're seeing some new names win races. But, you know, I think you want to see the top teams. I think you want to see the biggest stars winning races. And an upset's okay every right now, and then. but – uh yeah, I, I, you know, and I think, you know, I think they would also prefer to get back to a situation where we're not seeing 16 winners every every single year. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think they're starting to get a little antsy and a little tired of that, and I think they're getting to the point where you want to see your big stars win more races so that we can, you know, possibly develop a little bit of rivalry going on right there. So uh, we'll see how it plays out this this uh, year, but uh, I agree with you. I, I think seeing your big names win is what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and that would give a little more drama, would it not? Um, well, you'd have more at large spaces available if you didn't have them all gobbled up by race winners. Different different race winners. You'd have a little bit more uh, to fight for in those in those last races to try to gain those points and get those last spots. If you're if you're not a race winner. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think it would. I, I think it would make the-, the competition at the end of the year more intense uh, because, let's face it, right now, you know, you get 15, 16 winners a year, you can pretty much bet that about four or five of those guys are, you know, I don't want to say they lucked into a win because that that they didn't. They went out and earned it, but they're not a guy who can do that every single week. Uh, so you're going to have, by doing that, you're going to have five or six guys in the playoffs every year who got there by winning one race and then they didn't do much the rest of the year. We see that time and time again. And those guys to me are not legitimate championship contenders. So if you got more of your big names, winning races, I think it eliminates a little bit of that. And then you got to race your way in on points, you know, instead of hoping for a victory and that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I think the parody has sort of played itself out a little bit and I think most fans would rather see a situation, and you also, you know, if you have a, a, an organization or a driver who gets hot and starts winning some races, four, five, six races, you know, all of a sudden that makes things more interesting. He's got a target on his back, and it creates some rivalry and some drama, and uh, I think the sport is kind of missing that right now.
0: All right, let's talk about Atlanta. You mentioned um, very fast track since they went through the uh, reconfiguration. Uh, excellent racing, at Atlanta. I'm not sure the fans in Atlanta really appreciate what a great product they now have there. I know they've been sort of laissez-faire I think over the years have they not about um, packing that place and having having great attendance maybe it's the time of the year, maybe it's the weather I don't know, but they do produce a great product now at that track, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know,
1: And you're right there were a lot of years there where they had trouble selling tickets and, and a lot of it you know, they, they got a bad draw on the schedule. You know, this early springtime, it's too cold. And, you know, late in the year, college football is going on, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, they used to they, they used to get the bad draw on the schedule. But once they switched this track up, and what's interesting is that, you know, the drivers weren't in favor of this at all. You know, they didn't want them to repave that racetrack. But mm-hmm. by repaving it, it became too fast. They had to make some alterations. And all of a sudden, we've got a restrictor plate track. And you're right, the last two years, uh, the four races they've run there with restrictor plates have all been outstanding. Uh, so I think they made a great move. I think the fans love it. Uh, I hope we have a packed house on Sunday, and I hope they start drawing better. I think they have the last couple of years, uh, but I agree. Uh, that, that switch to restrictor plates made that a really, really exciting race. And, uh, and it's great. You know, it's, it's interesting that the season is opening now with back-to-back restrictor plates. Mm -hmm. We've never seen that before. And uh, so now we go to a race where, and and, and this is actually, you know, this is a big race now because now you got another restrictor plate race back-to-back, and if you get caught up in a big wreck again after already having been in one in Daytona, if, if you start the season off being in two big wrecks like that, you're in a deep hole you got to really dig yourself out over the next 10 races to get out of that hole. So it adds a little bit of drama. Uh, there'll be guys this weekend, a little bit antsy because you don't want to get caught up in a big mess
0: again. You got a favorite. Oh
1: boy. I, you know, this almost is like Daytona. You don't, you don't really know who to go for, you know, William Byron's won two of the last the two of the four there. Uh, so you got to keep an eye on him. Joey Logano has won one. I kind of like those Penske cars. Uh, Logano was really fast last weekend before he got taken out. Also, uh, like Ryan Blaney, his teammate, you know, Ryan was in a lot of mess down there. He got in a wreck just about every time he went out on the track, but he (laughs) was fast. Uh, And and he's fast at this kind of racing, so I think he'll be in the hunt too. I kind of like those Penske cars this weekend.
0: All right, my friend. We like you, and we appreciate you being with us. Have a great weekend. Try to stay dry. And hopefully they'll have no issues with the race. And maybe uh, you'll have a better weekend than the Clemson baseball team is having right now. 15 to nothing. The Tigers are down in the top of the eighth to uh, Kennesaw State. So, unfortunately for them, no run rule in place here. They would have ended this thing already after seven. Looks like they're going to play the full nine. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, Phil. Have a great one.
0: You too, buddy. Thank you. Jeff Owens. With us in the fast lane here on Sports Talk.